Hele Gedaf, ahead of us today's Daf is Daf Yud Beis, in the Hele Gemesach Saita, and we pick up from Azuva, Zu Mihium. All right, top line, sec, uh, the, the last two words on the very top line, and we're continuing on with Shibud Mitzrayim, Mamish incredible stuff, second day in a row. Take um, uh, Azuva, Zu, Zu Miriam. Azuva is Miriam. Why did Miriam have another name of Azuva Shakol, Azvua Mitchilasa? Azav is to abandon. People abandoned Miriam when she entered Shaduchim. The guys didn't want to marry her. Okay? There's a Maisa about a spinster. It's a spinster. A woman. Never been married. And she was preparing her funeral. And they asked her who she wants to be. Paul Bears. So she said all her girlfriends. So they said, what about the men? She said, they didn't want to take me out when I was alive. They ain't taking me out when I'm dead. All right. So, <laughs> so, so they were all zavar. The men walked away. Haylid. What's Haylid? What does it mean? That uh, he had uh, children. Now, he ended up marrying her. Now, who ended up marrying her? You know who ended up marrying Miriam? Kalev. You know how old Kalev was when he married her? Seven, three. I don't know, but I know the price. The, I know. I know the age difference. You know. You know the age difference. You call it Miriam. At least forty years. He was forty years younger. Younger. At least forty years younger. For what Kolev needed to accomplish in life, he couldn't afford to marry huh? a child. Shamshin full Hirsch, right? He couldn't afford to marry a child. Now, how do we know he's at least forty years younger? Because Miriam was Moshe Rabbeinu's older sister. Moshe Rabbeinu was eighty years old when he left Mitzrayim. Kalev, when he was one of the Maraglim, was 40 years old. Right. So if Kalev was 40 years old when he spied out Mitzrayim, and we're, that is when they were already out in the Midbar, he's at least... Uh, at least 40. What? Miriam was older. No, he's 40. He's so at least 46 years younger than Miriam. than Miriam, at least, right? And you want to add the uh, another Geshmaka number to the tab, is that Kalev's great-grandson at the time... Was Betzalel, Betzalel ben Uri ben Chor ben Kalev and Miriam. We're going to see Chor, right? So, how old was Betzalel when he built the Mishkan? The year after the Maraglim, he was thirteen years old, right? right? And Kalev was forty. So that means there's a twenty-seven year gap between Altazeda, between the great grandfather and great grandson. Kalev was forty years old, and his great grandson was thirteen. Why did they want to? Huh? She was very sick. Miriam was a very sick person. We're going to get into that. She had, uh, and ultimately, when she had Saras, Kalev was the one who took care of her. But the 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 men that weren't weren't interested in marrying her. The Gemara Sanhedrin interestingly says that in the by the Dora Midbar they were having children when they were eight years old. So Lafidak Gemara Sanhedrin, the calculation here makes a lot of sense. How you can have a great grandfather who's forty and a great grandson who's thirteen. Meanwhile, his Alta Baba is in her mid eighties. Can I know her? Okay, but but be it as it may. Be it as it may. Granted, Kalev did not give birth to Miriam or Azuva, but he married her. And when a person marries a woman, it's as if he fathered her. Yeah. He's bringing the... Uh, the uh, responsibility of bringing the Kedusha into the home. Yeriyais. Miriam was Yeriyais. Her face looked like shades. No, not shadim. 
They looked like shades, like like window curtains. The Ela Boneha, Alta Boneha, Ela Boy Neha, referring to her builders. Yat Yeshar Sheyesharis Atzmai Kalev was called Yeshar because he was a straight person. He couldn't be veered off the derech even when you had other miraglim. Shayvav Shashibeb he he uh, mixed up Yes Yitzray his Yitzahar. Yitzahara tries to confuse us, and what Kalev was able to do was confuse his Yitzahara. The Ardain Sharada Es Yitzray he he was Rada he. He, uh, he, yeah, scared off. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he uh, what was Nachamal? Discipline. He disciplined his Yetzirah. Yeah, don't, don't tell me what to do. I'll tell you what to do. It's like the Chafetz Chaim came into Yeshiva of Rad and one morning gave a clock on the, a clap on the bima. And he said, I want to tell everybody a Misa that happened this morning. He says he was in his, Chafetz Chaim passed away in his 90s. He was already in his 90s. And when he gave the clap and he said to the Eilam, that I woke up this morning and Yitzhahara came to me and he said, Yisrael Meir, du bist an alte yid, you're an old man. You can't be waking up early for chakras anymore. You can't. I mean, the, the, bones are, the bones are creaking. You push it for your health. You can't do this. And I said, Yitzhahara, you're right. And I turned over and then I said, hey, one second. Yitzhahara, you're older than me in Europe. How are you talking to me? I'm out of here. He says, God, I'm out of bed. He's older than me. That's how you discipline the Yitzhahari. Tell me what to do. I'll, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm the father here. You listen to me. I'm the one who's going to tell you what to do. Sharada um, Yitzray. Uh, and also, I'll show you. And uh, you can also say that the reason why, why um, Kalev was called Rada has to do with the expression of a rose, a vered. That, uh, like we said before, Miriam was very sickly and she was white. That's what it means. She was like shades. So Kalev was the husband who brought his wife the uh, flush, the flushness back to her face. Well, Ashkar Ashkar, the father of Tekoya, had two wives. Kalev and Ara. Ashkor is a Kalev. So Ashkor seems to have two wives. Ashkor, why is Kalev called Ashkor? Shehushkaru, Ponov, Betainis. Because he he would fast, and there's an expression when people fast, their face becomes uh, blackened. He treated Miriam like two wives, Chala and Nara. What does that mean? Like Chala and Nara have not that she was Chala and Nara. She didn't have two names. Originally, she was sick. And eventually she became a Nara. He was a husband that was able to bring youthfulness back to Miriam. Who by the time she was married, again, like we said in the beginning of today's daf, the men had stayed away from her because of her illness. She was Tzeres because she was like a Tzara L'Chavrei Seha. What is the Chavre Seos? And not that there are two wives per se, but uh, other husbands would start to use her as the, uh, the recipe for a, um, a proper, uh, you know, for a, a proper wife. Because her face was similar to the afternoon. Incredible. Yeah, you know why she was called Esnan? Because when, um, 
when uh, people would see her, they'd be interested in being with their wives. And once that happened, they, in, they would bring presents to their wives. And let's just focus on this for, uh, focus on this for a moment. The, just mention a little bit, the, the symmetry that the Shulchan Aruch, going back to the Torah, brings for a Jewish marriage, for a Torah-Dikr relationship, where we're given a minimum amount that a couple is supposed to spend time together. Is it? There's no maximum. But there's a minimum amount that a couple's a couple's supposed to spend time together, which means it's really the achrayas of the couple to make sure that their relationship remains in a way that we're going to be in a place where we're interested in spending time together and being together. And sometimes what that means is bringing gifts. Sometimes that's what it takes. You got to bring gifts. So people would see Miriam, they'd remember their mitzvah of being with their wives, and they would go out of their way to strengthen their shalom bias and to be better husbands. Shmuel's asking that, you know, didn't we say that when you focus on one thing, when you focus on one woman, it doesn't necessarily mean you're focusing on somebody else. That's talking about as far as hirhurim and, and, you know, thoughts about sexuality and things of that sort. Over here, what it could do is, you could see somebody and not even in a... Not in, in, a, in a sexual way. But you can see somebody and you can see beauty in them. You can see greatness. And the, the, that could drive you to focus on your own relationship. That's it. Kind of, not necessarily in an inappropriate way, but more, more of an appropriate fashion. You look at somebody, you see Kedusha in somebody's life. Kind of like a kid not safe from everything. You see Kedusha in somebody's life. You want to bring that Kedusha into your life too. Sometimes it's within our own marriages. Sometimes it's... Uh, um, I... Uh, I have a friend who's in this world because his parents had a boy and a girl. They had their two kids and they were done. That was that was their decision. And one day, they, they were in their 40s and they saw just a beautiful Tyridika family that like walked into Shul. Tyridika family from like a, a family that came in from out of town. And they had like a just a crew of children, whatever it was. But it was like a bunch of kids around the same age, and they were dressed impeccably and nice. And then, I like your kids. Uh, well, well, uh, my kids out in public, and then, <laughs> um, and they, they just looked at each other like, you know, why, why not have another child? Like, like we could do this, like you know. And and they had another kid. That was my friend, my friend you know. And his his parents were very very comfortable with it. You know, they they came from a different background. They just needed their two kids, and that was it. And um, and it, so sometimes you see somebody else, and you see you, you see a beauty that's there, and you're like, you know what? There's kedusha there. There's godliness. I want that godliness in my home too. And that's that that's the type of thing which is which is appropriate. Okay, commanded everybody. Uh, that all all uh, boys should be killed. He made this decree that even the Egyptian boys should be killed. First, it started with the with the Jewish boys, and then the astronomers saw the astrologer the astrologers saw that it's going to be a, a male. That wasn't so clear if it was an Egyptian or a Yid. Now you know why it wasn't clear because Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately was raised like a Mitzri, right? So they uh, say so he, he decreed on everybody. First he said, if it's a if it's a boy, kill him. 
It's got to be thrown into the river, not just killed, but thrown. Each one took um, one one to the next, right? First they needed to be killed, and he saw that the demise is going to be in water. So he wanted it to take place in water, and ultimately he was right, as we're going to see later on today's stuff. Maisha's demise was with water, but by the name Riva. And then he was decreed on everybody. So he said, Amram remarried Yocheved to have another child. And But it says, it doesn't give names. A man from Levi went. Where'd he go? He went, according to the advice of his daughter, once he saw Pari Rosh, that everybody should be thrown into the river. He said, what are we going to do? Have children for nothing? All guys all stood up and divorced their wives. So Miriam said to him, Mamish, incredible stuff. She says, Tate, you're worse than Parai. Parai said, no men, according to you. You're separating from mom. You're not going to have any sons or daughters. Also, what Pare is doing is killing people in this world, but they're still going to Elam Haba. Somebody comes into this world and they're killed for being a Yid. So you go to Elam Haba. Because you're never letting the Neshama come down to the world to achieve Elam Haba. Coming down here itself is achieves Elam Haba. Pare, Harosha, Sofik, Miskiyamas, Kizirosha, Zvigayamas, yeah, Pari, there's a suffix whether or not he's going to find every kid. I thought Sadik Bevadish Xerosos Kayamish, and I'm a Batigzaroimervayokum Loch. Omad Vexira Sishtoi, Omdukulam Vexiroi S. Nishaisei. There's got to be major Torah, by the way, on what Amram thought originally. This is so Seichaldik. And Amram is a Godladar. What's the Avaida? What's the Avaida over here that Amram. Like didn't cap this. He knew this. You think he didn't know as much as his daughters? And interestingly, Miriam saying this was prophecy. Right. It was nevuah. She wasn't just using her own seichel. It's coming through prophecy. So an interesting, maybe you know, interesting concept to think of. Not Yiddish, but maybe he was. He was depressed. Felt hopeless. Or practical. Practical, bring too practical about things, but that could mess up one's clarity of thinking. Maybe when one has emotions. Right Maybe. Of the the yeah. Okay, but you'd say Amram's the girl Adar. Amram's the girl Adar. So we don't want to, you know, minimize. Again, she's talking seichel. She's talking seichel. All right. So what happened? So he got up and by yikach and he took by yachsor mi They say he took her back. He took her. Ravina Barzvina. Listen to this. Gevald shosla maiseli kuchin. Yeah, he didn't just remarry her and say, okay, lady, let's get back together. You know what he did? He put together a zachasna on the ritz. He gave her a college year. Calling her a daughter. <laughs> you kidding me? She's a daughter. She's old enough to be a great, 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 great Bubby. Yeah? Was a daughter. So what's happened? Amar Chomar Bereb Chanino Zu Yoycheved Shehoyra Sobid Derech V'leidah Sobid Nachoyim His wife was Yoycheved 
who was born as they entered Mitzrayim, Veleidasa bin Achaimis, in between the Walsh and Amar, Asheyoldo, I saw the Levi bin Mitzrayim, Leidasa bin Mitzrayim, in Arosa bin Mitzrayim, is letting us know that she was born in Mitzrayim, even though she was not conceived in Mitzrayim. Um, so, bottom line is, we're stuck with our question. Vos epis bas. She was 130. She was 130. Omer of Yehuda, Naris. She had Simoni Naris. Okay. Now, one of the big questions that we ask constantly is, she's 130 years old, yeah? Sarah was 90, and we make a whole big deal out of her having kids. You asked right? this once. Yeah. So we give a few tirutsim. We give a few tirutsim. Either she was barren, she never, she had never had a womb, so really the miracle was more than than her age. It was her ability to uh, a, a ability to have children. And Yochavet already showed she had the ability to have children. She already had two kids uh, recently, and if we don't make as big of a deal, uh, as big of a deal, as, but be it as it may. So Yochavet conceived. And she had a son. Says, um, don't tell me she conceived after she remarried. It needs to be she was she was actually previously pregnant. Omar Rav, Omar Rav Yehuda Barzvina, Makesh Rasa. The reason I'm saying it together is to connect her conception to her birth. Mahay Rasa Shlebitzar. When Moshe Benin was born, there was no, there was no tsar. There was no tsar. You see, the Nashim Zikonias are not included in the Pisca, in the curse of Chavyah. And Yechevet saw about this boy that he was Taif. Okay, you know, you have these literal jokes. You say, hey, say um, how you doing? You say, I'm good. They say, oh, hi, good. You said you're good, right? It's a very big dad joke to do. Right? Oh, hi, good. It says, It's Tanya, Mayor Imer, Toiv Shemai. It is. Hi, good. She named him Toiv. That was his name. Lost the place, I'm sorry. Rabbi Huda Imer. Yeah, Rabbi Huda Imer. Rabbi Huda says, Tovya Shemai. His name was Tovya. Sir Meir says his name was Taif. Yehuda says his name was Tovya. Rechemia says, Hagun Lenevi'as Achirim Oimrim Nailad Kishahu Mayo. You hear this? That Maish Rabbeinu was born with a bris meal. That's what Hagun Lenevi'as, I'm sorry, Rechemia Oimer, Hagun Lenevi'as. He was fit for Nevias. Achirim Oimrim Nalakshu Mal Achim says he was born with a bris meal. Achirim Oimrim Bishosh and Nailad Maisha Nismali Abaya Skulai are the entire house. Filled with light. No. Um, so Yechavad waited and hid it and hid Maisha Rabbeinu, who she called Taiv or Tovya, for three months. Because the Mitzrim uh, knew that Amram, who was the god of Adar, separated from his wife, and they waited three months. I'm sorry, they, they, they waited until nine months before being uh, concerned about there being a child. She couldn't hide him anymore. 
What happened was that, and this is uh, apparently science. Yeah, you'd know this. I don't know. But uh, one of the best ways to get a baby, a newborn baby to start crying or a baby a few months old to start crying is to have another baby start crying. Okay? So uh, she couldn't keep hiding him because even if she were to hide him and say, oh, ain't no baby here, the mitzvah were coming and they were, they were pulling, uh, pulling the shtick. Fine. Bring shu'olim, shu'olim, these foxes, the gaimer. Okay, so you see that, uh, you know, once uh, one yid cries, another yid cries. So she take, she took a, a tevas gaimer, she took a basket made out of gaimer, a wicker basket. Why wicker? Now, I, I want to pause for a minute. Yechavet's putting Maisha into a box. What is she thinking when she's doing this? This kid's probably... I remember the last time I'm seeing my kid. I mean, she could have a complete amunah bitochen. Her ishtadlus of putting the kid in a box in a Nile River. She's thinking, this is his coffin. There's a chance it's not. Chances are, though, I'm never getting this basket back. So what's she going to do? Make a big fancy schmancy... Coffin for her baby. Said so she put him in a wicker basket. They're going to see something soon. Even though she put him in a wicker basket, she made it up inside Gantz Nice. She wanted. We're going to see. We're going to see soon. Inside it was gewalt. It was beautiful inside, but it was made out of push it to stuff. Why? They don't waste their money. They're not wasters. If you shame Pesach Day and You know why they, 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 you know why they're not wasters? Because they know that Bunshan gave you something and it came to you. B'derech kedusha, money is a kaddish dika thing. If Shabbat Achmeni Amar Dabarach, she yochel lamed lefei Dabarach v'leim mipnei Dabar Kasha. You know why she used the wicker basket? Chavra, <laughs> because it could bounce around and not break so easily. What does this remind us of? Life, yeah, right. When people are, this is just a fact. It's just a fact. The, the more, the more, the tougher somebody is, the easier they crack. Matthias, mamish Matthias. Yeah, a person who lets themselves be bounced around, they handle stuff. They don't. Very hard to knock them down. Very very hard to knock them down. So she used a wicker basket. Why? They bounced off the, the reeds in the Nile and the this. Is it? Yeah. She covered it with with chemar, uh, with clay, and tar. Clay on the inside, tar on the outside. Yeah? Should, should smoke. She put Moshe into this wicker basket and placed it in the suf. Interesting. Listen to this. Okay. Now, if you're going to say this is the Yamsuf, this is a stickle schwer. Stickle schwer. Yeah. Stickle schwer um, uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, you have Maisha not wanting to touch the Nile because it saved him, but we don't find that he was concerned by the Yamsuf, like you're mentioning. Number two is the Yamsuf doesn't really directly connect to the Nile River. So that means what? Like she was able to go out of Mitzrayim a shtickle? Like what? 
there's Torah on this, you know, there, there, there's Torah on this, but Bir it says the Suf. He says, Agam, she put him into the swamp area of the Nile River. Apparently, a Suf is called an Agam. That would make sense. The Kedach Seif, Kamelu. Kana and Suf, Kamelu, they, they uh, uh, loosen up. So what happened? Maish Rabbeinu is now inside the basket, inside the wicker basket. There's clay on the inside, there's tar on the outside, and he's placed into, into the Nile. What happens next? The daughter of Para comes down to wash by the river. She came to wash off from the Avaid meaning she came down to use it as a mikvah and be Megayer. That's why the Yamsuf Why the Yamsuf makes sense? Because she, first of all, she's sneaking away from her father. Yeah. And why should, would she be Taibul in one of the gods of Mitzrayim? That's okay. why she's going far away. Maybe. I hear. I hear. The Nile was one of the things that they served. Interesting. Okay. Um, and similarly it says Yeah, cleaned off the tzaya of what I see. So you see, cleaning can primarily be understood as cleaning from Bavidazara. And the uh, the daughter of Pari came down and she had servants, young girls with her. Young girls with her. They walked um to a place where they're going to end up dying. Interesting. So let's see what happened. So you have Parah's daughter walking to the walking to the wicker basket, and she has her girls, who it says they're walking to their death with her. When they saw these girls, her helpers saw that she was going to try to save Maisha. Amrullah. They said to her, Givertenu, our dear princess, You think if you're not going to listen to your father's decree, anybody else is going to? Oh. So Gabriel came along and buried them, meaning he killed them. Yeah, so that's how they walked to their death. The people walking with her technically were on their way to their death, even though. She, they didn't realize it at the time. What Paro's daughter do? She stretched out her ama. And she took him. What the ama is. And the ama is referring to her arm. She stretched out her arm and brought him in. She sent one of her shivchas swimming into the Nile. Didn't they die? Listen, she still needed. I need one. Because the princess should have somebody walking with her out of COVID. You're going to leave her by the Nile River by herself. It's a little scary. So one was able to stay alive. Why does it say she stretched out Amasa, her hand, her, her Amma? It should have said she stretched out her hand. It should have said Yada. It turned into Amas miraculously. 
the Yomar Mar, Vachinat Hamoitzi by Moser Shabbos Pare, Vachinat Hamoitzi by Shine Rishoim, Tachsev Shine Rishoim Shibarta, Yomar Shlokish Alzuki Shibarta, Ella Shari Vavta. It was made long. Okay? Meaning, the Rabban Shalom sometimes stretches things out, whether it's time, whether it's hands, but that's what happened. What happened was, Baspare went and stretched out, uh, stretched out her hand and brought him in. Now, this is incredible. It's incredible stuff. Because what's the famous vart? What's the famous muser? What's she doing stretching out her hand? Try. Huh? She did what it's she did. It's such a foolish try. Doesn't matter. It's a foolish try. But that's got to be the vart. It's got to be the vart. There's, there, there's somebody who doesn't know how to swim. They're 50 miles in, uh, there's 50 feet into the water. There's somebody, the, the, the person who has a chance to save them can't swim either. So what are you going to do? Stretch out your hand? Not shy. Terry says, yeah, stretch out your hand. <laughs> stretch out your hand. Is it? You know, it doesn't think they're out Oh, right. It's a possibility. Sense. Yeah. With, with uh, going to Israel. Did it make sense? What do you mean Numbers by color? They are giants. Oh, yeah, but, right. In the Khanami. In the Khanami. Shmuel's bringing up is uh, the Maraglim were, were, were technically right in what they saw. But it doesn't matter. If Hashem tells you to do something, there's something right to do, you do it. I just think that what happens is that our minds, mamish stunt that reality. There's one of the Avaitis of Purim, of getting high and getting drunk, is to remove that, that, um, uh, the the natural need to be inhibited, to huh? To remove the chains of viewing the world through Teva. Yeah, because that, that, that's all we know. But once you're able to live outside of those realms, you're going to start doing things that are like the, the, what, what's the shaykhs? There it is. You're right. There's no shaykhs, but the Rambam is going to do it. So that's mamish what she did. She had no chance of saving this kid, but lemaisa she stretched out her hand and her it just went and it went. So says the Gemara. Um, she opened up the wicker basket. She saw the baby. Why does it say Vatiftach Vatera? You don't have to tell me she opened it and saw him. If she saw him, she opened it. She saw the Shechina with the basket. The Nar was crying. He was a Yelad. A Yelad is a young child. The Nar is a lad, a little bit older. I don't like that. Rabbi Chemi says, no. I don't like to say that he was a young baby with an older voice because I love this. You hear this? You know what it is? You know, Baumam. You would say, why Baumam? He's got a beautiful voice. Seven years old. Mamish. He's a lady. I think in addition to that is even if his voice is going to be more beautiful than it should be. It's about mum to not be normal, to not be expected. When something's, when something's not expected, it's a good thing. Huh? That his voice was deeper. No, fakir. It's a bad thing. Yeah, it's okay. it's what, what we what we want to know about Maishar Abenu since he was a lady is that he was fine. What I mean by this is as follows. Wasn't he about mum with his mouth? Huh? Okay, he had a, 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 a speech, whatever. But it's, it's not a moment in the Torah. It's not a moment in the Torah. There's, what, what happens is very often for, for people or Zeichah to be parents. So you have like, you have sometimes some parents, sometimes it could be a natural thing you could say. 
They're very proud that their kids are very advanced. My kid was walking at six months. My kid was talking at, at this. And my kid was... It's a nice thing to be... It's God's fine. My mother would say, just, just David, your kid shouldn't be special. Just David, your kid should be like... Should have friends. Develop appropriately. Because everything has a trade-off. You're quicker in one way. There's going to be a trade-off. There's people who are geniuses in it. And then socially, they have a, it's, it's gefarlich. And vice versa. People would say... Yidavin, Yidavin, like, like Tfilas Chana. My kid should be regular. Not too tall, not too short. Not too smart, not too dumb. Just give me a person who's going to be able to function well in society and be able to serve you as Eved Hashem. That's it. That's it. I don't need him to have the voice, a beautiful voice of a seven-year-old when he's, when he's three months old in a basket. Even if it is a beautiful thing. Even if it is. To an extent, it's a mom. It's not, it's, it's to develop normally. I think it's a... I think it's a so it's an important thing to, to keep in mind. So, uh, I'm sorry. I skipped. Oh, this one to get to. Ready for this? She made him a poshit basket on the outside, but inside, it is. Yechavet built him a chupa. She built him a chupa. Amra, she said, Shema loy eskelichu posse. Maybe I'm not going to be Zaycha to walk him down the chuppah. Like we said, she put him in a basket. She didn't know if there's going to be uh, his coffin, whether he's going to be saved. What it is. She says, you know what? I'm going to build him a chuppah. Which is, she showed an element of hope, an element of connection. You could translate this as fakert, an element of a lack of hope, because she's building him a chuppah. But the fact that you're saying this, and you're thinking like this, speaks wonders about where she was at both externally and internally. Externally, it's a wicker basket. Chitzainius, there's no, it's done. Internally, there's mamish, like, uh, she's building him a chasna all over here. She didn't get to walk him She didn't, eventually. Because it was yeah. Midian. Because he married a Midian. Yeah, very good. Very good. So, Basio... Uh, saw this baby, said, oh, it must be a Jewish baby. How she was a Jewish baby? So on the bris milah. Okay. But they weren't mauled in the Mitzrayim. Huh? The Yidin didn't do milah. Milah. Well, we know he was born gemal. Yeah, but they, they knew that if there was a circumcision, then it had to be, then it had to be a Yid. The the yeah, okay. it had to be a Yid. That uh, Basparai was... Giving Navua without even knowing. Zen Neifel, Ve'in Acher Neifel. This is incredible stuff. Baspari was saying that once Maisha was put into a wicker basket, there's a fascinating piece of history, this Gemara. You ready? No, bo- no more boys were killed after that. The boys stopped being killed. Once Maisha was thrown into the Amsuf. People say things, they see things, they don't even know fully what they're saying. Now, what's going on here? Why was Maisha the last baby to be thrown into the water and killed? Because the astrologers now saw that the Mashiach Shayzol was stricken with water. They saw he's going to be hit in water, stricken in water. So they said, kill everybody in water. Once, listen, the Chavit is incredible. Yechavit, unknowingly, 
stuck her son into the river. The astrologers now saw the Mashiach, so he saw the river. What did they think? He's at the bottom of the river. And the Maisel, where is he? He's floating. He's floating. Everybody thinks, Evan Everybody thinks it's done. And what ultimately happens, we're floating. That's ultimately the Metzius of it. We no longer see the sign about, about the water. That it was the Memoriva that's going to bring his downfall. This is what the Archdiocese saw. They made a mistake. Hit us. So the last boy to be thrown to the Nile River, interesting trivia question, was, uh, was Moshe Rabbeinu. And this is what Moshe said, uh, meant when he said, 600,000 uh, men, that because I went into the river, all of you were saved. Now, how the Shita, isn't this incredible? The Shita, that the Suf is literally the Yamsuf. So the Suf stopped every Yid from being killed in the Yamsuf, and then it saved us by, you know, Shvi, Shvi Shal Pesach. Now, let's get ready for this. What's today's date? Right now, we're after Shkia, so, uh, yeah, we're after Tzais 2. So, today was Yudas, right? So, uh, Shvi Shal Pesach is Chaf Aleph. So, we're entering Chaf now. Listen to this. When was Maisha put into the Nile? When was Maisha put into the basket, into the river? Maisha Rabbeini was put into the river on the 21st day of Nisan. And when did he enter the Yamsuf again? On the 21st day of Nisan. When he took us out of Mitzrayim. And the Da falls out on the 20th to, to get us ready for tomorrow night. In 80 years, he's going to sing Shira. On this day, by this water, and you're going to cause his demise. You know what his future holds? Now you're going to say, well, if his demise is here, he's not going to do it in 80 years. But they're, they're saying, that, look, Ranshan, this, this is what could happen. You see a very big part from that. That if one has the potential to yeah. accomplish and right. Baruch Hu give a person the beautiful, action. beautiful, yeah, very good. He says, no, it wasn't 21st of Nisan, it was Shavuos. It was Shavuos. Now, what's going to be the problem? Ready for this? Listen closely. When was Moshe's birthday? Zion Adar. How old was he when he was put into the water? Three months old. So, how does Zion Adar translate to either date? Well, Sivan, it fits. Why? Because you have Adar, Nisan, Er, Sivan. Beautiful. So here we go. Bishlam Alaman Damar B'shishu B'sivan Meshkachas L'Atlasiyachi. He's exactly three months old. Tamar Bar B'shiva B'adar Meis B'shiva Azar Nailad Meisha. B'shiva B'adar B'chisha B'nisan Klasiyachi. Alaman Damar B'shiva B'adar B'chiva B'nisan M'hechi M'shkachas So what it says, I'll tell you. So it happened was like this. 
It wasn't that he was three months old. He was in his third month of life. So it's Ibriyar. So he was, he was born Zion Adarishan. His second month of life is Zion Adar, is, is the whole Adarshini. His third month of life is Nisan. And he was put into the water, the 21st day of Nisan. That's what it means. He was in his third month of life. So, Maisha's sister, Miriam says, Would you like me to please go get you a wet nurse who was Jewish, who was Jewish? Now, Miriam was watching this. Now, how'd she know to go over to Basia and offer her a Jewish wet nurse? Here we go. Basia, this baby needed to eat, three months old, needed to nurse. Basia took him to all the Egyptian women. He refused. had the baby refused. So we see that Maish Rabbeinu completely stayed away from milk, even though it's technically mutter and kosher, but he stayed away from the milk of non-Jewish women. Yeah, he wanted mamish chaviyson. Now, by the way, this halacha lemaisa, shochan aruch paskin, this halacha lemaisa, that if you have a baby that needs to that needs to nurse and the mother can't nurse the baby, you go to a Jewish woman first. And the famous vart is because we can all be Maish Rabbeinu. Okay, it's it's a gefarlicha thing when people stunt stunt their children by not giving them a Jewish education and sending them to a Jewish school because they think they're doing them a taiva by getting them a better secular education and they're stunting them from ever having the ability to be Maish Rabbeinu. The Shulchan Aruch telling me that a person ideally should have their child nurse from a Jewish woman, not Jewish woman, is letting me know you got to raise your kids first class spiritual opportunity. Don't sell them short. That Miriam went fast. She hid her words. Meaning she didn't uh, tell Basia who she really was. She said, oh, you have a, a, a woman who could nurse this? Yeah, t- take this baby. He is take that which he is yours. So even the expression that Basia used was a proper expression. And she says to you, this is again, like we mentioned yesterday. This is part of the mockery. This is actually the Rebbe mockery of Pari. Pari, you're trying to get everybody, the one kid who you're trying to kill is going to be raised in your palace, you're going to pay his tuition, you're going to change his diapers, you're going to teach him how to be a leader. That's mockery. You know what else is mockery? You're going to pay his mother to nurse him. Not only is his mother not going to nurse the baby, you, Pari, are going to foot the bill for his own mother to take him every day and nurse this kid. It's not enough that a tzaddik receives a lost object. They get paid for it. Yeah. And Maria, uh, the sister of Aaron took. Why is he called the not the sister of Right now we're calling her Navia. When did she have Navua? When she was Aaron's sister. Maisha wasn't born yet. That's when she told her parents. To get back together, Vaimaris, and she said, "Tapa tomorrow's daf. I see the imish telech ban ben lemashiach." So, 
My mother's going to give birth to the Savior of Christ. stood up and kissed her on her head. But once they threw him into the river, Amram stood up and gave her a tofach al gave her a little pat on the head. What's going on? Miriam stood firmly on the side of the river from a distance. To know what's going to happen to him, which means she wanted to know what's going to happen with the end of her prophecy. Period. End of the Gemara. We'll hold it here for today. And Besham tomorrow morning after the 8.30 minion. So it'll be approximately at 9.45 or so. We will learn tomorrow's daf at Gutin Erev Shri Shopesa. Uh, uh, no, a good Erev Shri Shopesa. Yeah. All right. Bez Hashem. Gutin Acht.